0: everybody this is paul with the discovery podcast this week we're going to be talking about learning to learn jody is going to be the presenter this evening go ahead and take the mic jody
1: all right thanks paul yeah i want to do this topic because there's so many different things um that i've been coming across and that i've been learning and um i get asked all the time like how do you know how to do that and, you know, it's it kind of a lot of stuff at this point in some areas comes natural. I've just kind of developed this skill to be able to learn things and to be able to figure things out and learn how to learn. And there's three three main things that you need to do in order to develop this process. And the first one is to ask questions. Maybe it's a why, like why does that work like that? How does that happen like is this possible the second part is to research and explore those questions and sometimes we always say you don't know what you don't know so how do you ask questions if you don't know well that's where the researching and explore coming in you can just kind of start a small topic and kind of branch out and you'll come across those questions and you'll come across more and more things and then the last thing is to have an open mind So this is going to kind of come in two different ways. One is be open-minded to, you know, the things that you're coming across and the things that you're learning. And then also be kind of open-minded that not everybody knows everything and that there are possibilities that things could be done a different way or things, you know, could be different. So always have that open mind. And with YouTube and the Internet and um, all kinds of other apps and things like that, there's like an – unlimited possibility of things you can research. And a lot of the social media things, the platforms and stuff, they kind of have this, they want your attention. So they have this thing called an algorithm where it, it kind of looks at things that you've been searching. And it looks at like the different videos and the different things that you're you're watching and how much time you spend watching those. And it tries to keep your attention by suggesting you know new videos that are similar to what you've been looking at so sometimes when you start doing this exploring and you start looking at a topic You'll you'll just start watching some of these videos and learning different things that you didn't know and n- New videos will pop up that are even kind of similar to those topics. So it kind of keeps you on track and kind of keeps you st- uh, kind of looking at the things that you're trying to that you're interested in um and with the same thing, if, is if you're always watching like the the stupid funny videos, or you're always watching comedians, or you're always, you know, watching these um, things that bring doom and gloom, it's going to kind of populate those things. So, kind of pay attention to what you're looking at, and uh, to try to stay focused on like kind of what you're look what you're trying to learn. Um, and then there's a bunch of other ways. Uh, another way to kind of explore is just to talk with people, Uh, there's gonna be other people that have interest um, in the topics that you're going to. So you could either find some groups of people or just in general conversation, bring up things that you're looking at, things that you're studying, whether it could be psychology or um, books or different methods of doing things um, or even different ways that you're learning things. You're like, oh, I I listen to audio books on this platform or something like that. And they may have a suggestion or have something that that they've been doing. Um there's also like associations. Like I started learning um about beekeeping. I thought it'd be an interesting thing to learn about. Um and from what I thought, I thought it was gonna be real easy. Um so I, I went and I took like a beginner class. It was uh maybe I think it was like two days or three days. And With that class, there's like a a beekeeper association and people that have been doing beekeeping for a long time. And then just in that class, they had, you know, a whole bunch of slides of just links, just websites and things like that where you could go and explore and learn more stuff on like that small little topic of beekeeping. And, you know, just talking with people, asking them questions. Uh, They've been doing this a long time. So, you know, you just be like, hey, is it, too late in the year to be doing this, or, you know, how do you know how to do this? And they'll have, like, an unlimited amount of knowledge because they've been doing this for a long time. And, you know, there's there's classes um, in different areas. There's broad classes. um, There's online classes. Uh, You can come across a whole bunch of different platforms uh, where it may just be short little topics, and then they may branch off. Um, most of the beginner classes are usually kind of free, uh, just to kind of get your foot in the door, and and typically the more advanced classes they spend more time on. You may have to pay some money for, um, but there's there's a lot of things that I know that I've spent money on that wasn't beneficial in learning, so it's definitely an investment into your your future. Um, there's audio books. Uh, Audiobooks don't really have like that algorithm thing where they suggest it. They do a little bit. Um but and they're they're longer. There's going to be a lot more info. So, um I use Audible. There's a lot of different books on there. I know there's a there's other platforms out there that are involved in like kind of giving you like a summary of books. So, there's all kinds of things you can explore in order to learn stuff that way. Um there's also podcasts like the one we're doing right now. There's Um, different platforms that are easy to go to. Uh, They have all kinds of things. And there's a ton of people that have a ton of different knowledge, and sometimes they're maybe focused on one little area of what you're trying to learn, but they may say something that kind of spikes your questions, uh, asking question part of this, where you may write this on and be like, hey, I'm going to look into that later. And, you know, with, with Google and things like that, there's all kinds of things you can come across that, kind of keeps branching out um, into that area that you're trying to learn. And another big thing is when people start researching stuff, they may think that I, I can't really start doing this or I don't want to do this yet until I really know all the answers. And, you know, that's, it's really hard to do. We can't learn everything before we start. And even if you thought you knew everything, you still might mess something up. So we did the podcast on fear of failure, and that fear of failure will block a lot of people from trying to do things or trying to learn things on their own. Um, When it came to, like, when I was little, I used to, you know, get broken things that people were throwing out, and I would just take them apart and try to fix them. Uh, The good thing about working on broken things is there's no fear of failure and risk in breaking it because it's already broken when you got it so you know i just learn things and and do it that way and a lot of people think of failure as like a bad thing they think like oh i i did this but i messed it up and you know i don't like the way it turned out and this and that. and they they kind of focus on the negative side of that failure instead of really focusing on you know the positive like they learned something new they learned how to do things better the next time um so Sometimes it's good knowing that that failure is probably possible to kind of start maybe big projects in a small way, like do something small, learn, kind of just get your foot in the door, start with some small projects in order to learn, you know, those different types of things. And the more and more you work on learning things and the more you kind of start to practice this learning, the more your brain kind of like develops. It's kind of like going to the gym for your muscles. Um, it starts to make these connections and do things where suddenly when you'll be doing something, you'll be like your brain will kinda of automatically relate those things together. So it, there may be something that's real similar and it'll be like, Oh, what if we try this? Like, how did you know how to do that? Well, you might not know how you knew but it may have been from a different project that you did or a different task that was similar and it kinda of just used those and crossed those over. Um same thing with that internal thought, like when it comes to you know people and interactions like that, you may react to somebody kind of in a negative way just because they have similar features as somebody that you had a negative um, uh, something negative turned out, and it's your brain will just kind of cross those and try to relate those together, and you may not know where that came from and but it's it's there so uh. Another thing is, you know, people have different types of learning. Some people learn better with their hands-on. Some people are visual learners. Um, There's a few types of uh, learning types. One's visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. And uh, Paul talks about it in his book and goes into some detail on, you know, how we can use whatever type of learning works best for us to really focus on kind of that way to get the most out of our our uh, learning. So there's a lot of different ways to learn. Um, so I hear a lot of people uh, talking about TV shows. A lot of people listen to the radio all the time uh, on their drive to work and things like that. And there's so many things that they could be doing. They could be listening to audio books instead of the radio. They could be, you know, watching videos that are beneficial instead of, you know, watching some of those mindless T V series. But um yeah, so learning to learn is a is a process and you know, remember the, the three parts is like ask questions, research and explore those questions and then keep an open mind. Thanks, Paul.
0: Thank thank you very much, Jody. Appreciate the presentation. It was very inspiring. Learning to learn. Ray You online, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. In the process of you learning in your past, uh, what of the three characteristics of the questions would you say you use most? Ask questions, research, or just have an open mind?
2: Uh the biggest thing is probably starting with a, an open mind. Um, I've always felt that I've had like a, a lot of curiosity and I don't really, I don't know where that comes from, but that stimulated uh, research and asking questions. And um, that's where a lot of my learning comes from, just being genuinely curious about the way things work or, you know, what people are thinking and how, why they behave the way they do. Um, but just to go beyond that, one thing that stood out to me that I was thinking about as Jody was talking, and he kind of hit on it with the uh, fear of failure, is for people to think about, you know, be thinking about what ways it can trick you or the mind can trick you into uh, avoiding learning. And one of, the, one of the biggest ones for me that I've experienced is doubt. And one of the areas that I experienced that when I was challenged with a great deal of learning, you know, because some things are a little more um, easy to tackle and doubt doesn't affect you as much. But if doubt is affecting you, it's probably affecting you to some degree in all areas. But for me, it was with learning a language. And what I learned is that it's, it can be so daunting and can be so much uh, involved that doubt, uh, it, for me, it came in quite often, this thought that, you know, there's probably no way I can learn this language. There's just so much to it, so many words. It's so foreign. It's so far uh, away from what is normal to me. I mean, everything that we do in some way, we're communicating. Either we're reading or we're speaking or listening, and it all comes in the form of our, you know, first language, our only language for most of us. So learning a whole different way of communicating and getting a point across or understanding what what someone is saying with totally different sounds, totally different arrangements, Of sounds, it's it's the first thought that, or, you know, the thought that continues to come into the mind is that this is just too much. There's no way. And some, you know, you can put a lot of time into it and then put on, say, if you are learning Spanish, put on a Spanish channel and, you know, feel completely lost even after spending, you know, 30 minutes, an hour a day for months. So, you know, a lot of times, you're a busy person. that's why I say it's easy when you're a, a child. You know, the mind is a sponge and you got nothing but time and opportunity. But as an adult, it's easy to, to think that there's no way that this is going to work, you know, and you doubt even your own ability, maybe as an individual, not that you're just so busy, but that maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I just can't seemed to wrap my mind around uh, a learning a language, and it wasn 't until I got beyond that that I started to actually learn a great deal of Portuguese and what I learned through that experience is that doubt directed me off course time and time you know time and time again i wasn 't able to really uh, venture down the path of absorbing the language whenever I was stuck thinking it wasn't possible. So if you don't think that you're capable of learning something, don't think you're smart enough, don't think you have enough time, just like with other things in life, you're just not going to do the work that would be required to achieve it. It's not that you can't do it. It's just you're never going to invest the amount of time and energy into something that you don't believe is even possible. And it's something to that, you know, trick that the mind plays. Um, It's trying to get you, like we've talked about many times in the past, it's trying to get you to stay in the past, you know, where you've always been. So if you're trying to move beyond that, it gets to work right away to try to uh, trip you up and trick you and keep you where you've always been. And with doubt, its objective is to keep you from even trying And that's going to be the biggest, for me, and I know many others, is the biggest, uh, you know, sidetrack from learning is a doubt that you have that you're able to or capable or that uh, I've seen a lot of people say, I just don't know where to find this information or there's just so much information out there, I don't know which is right. And a lot of these, it's just doubt. It's just the, you know, just it's just something for the mind to latch onto to keep you where you were, you know. Without knowing that information, without learning that thing, it's just trying to keep you in that in that uh, position. And you got to cast that doubt aside, knowing that um, around that same time I started to adopt the belief that the mind is capable of absorbing and integrating anything into its, uh, you know, library of stored information. You just have to focus the attention. Like Jody said, you know, so many things he learned from just, you know, doing it, looking at it, asking questions, looking it up. Um, So many resources out there that if you just point the mind's eye in that direction for long enough, that's the belief I have. If you point the mind's eye in that direction for long enough, it will absorb and integrate that. That new information, but one of the biggest things that will stop stop you from doing that is doubt. If you have doubt that you, you know that it's possible, you know something wrong with me or the way I learn things. It's just all screwed up, or so much information out there, I don't know which is right. All that is just doubt preventing you from pointing the mind's eye in that direction for long enough. But I believe it doesn't matter who you are if you point the mind's eye. And, and try to avoid any distraction that would prevent you from doing that in the direction of which you want to learn for long enough, you'll learn. And so that helps, you know, a lot to to get over those speed bumps and just get on with the learning um, is just to cast that doubt aside. So, thanks, Paul.
0: Thank you very much, Ray. Really, really appreciate you sharing this evening. Uh, I can relate. A lot to what you said, especially uh, in the early part of my life. Uh, thank, thank you very much. No Jeff, Jeff, you online? Yes, I am. Learning to learn the three characteristics that uh, Jody was talking about: ask questions, research, and have an open mind. In the sessions that we have, uh, since we started, uh, you know, doing the life coaching, what would you say that you would say the number one thing in those three characteristics that you've benefited from most? Um,
3: I would definitely say asking questions, um, it's hard to for me to decide whether or not asking questions and keeping an open mind is more important um because I think keeping as as Ray said, keeping an open mind is really paramount to be able to accept the answers to the questions that you're asking but um I also think that uh asking i think asking questions at least for me has been more beneficial because uh And until you ask the question, you aren't – once you ask the question, once I ask the question, um, uh, Paul would, you know, give me an answer that oftentimes I wasn't expecting or um, that I needed to hear um, in order to see things in a different light than I used to. Uh, So I would definitely say keep asking questions is essential, but unless you're willing to keep an open mind um, to the answer um, that you receive – it really isn't beneficial. So I think those two kind of go hand in hand.
0: Thank you, Jeff. I know that uh, I always ask you to uh, define words, which I would consider research. How has that benefited you, if any at all, in the sessions that we, we have? Well, defining uh, the words that you give me allows
3: allows one for us to discuss what the word means to me so if uh, it once you, like oftentimes Paul asks asks us to relate these words back to ourselves um, and it allows uh, it allows us to reflect on the way we perceive the world and those around us um, and oftentimes that that really opens doors to different conversations. Um, about um how we can move in the direction we want to move, and what are the barriers that we are either putting in our in our own path to keep us from succeeding or um, what is you know preventing us from seeing the world um for how it really is not better than it is, not worse than it is, but um just as it is um and I think a lot of times um it's really easy to let you know, pre-con- uh, our preconceived notions of the world, our past program conditioning to uh, warp our perception of the events that go on in our lives. Um, and it's really useful to go over the words that uh, that uh, Paul gives us and reflect it to ourselves or reflect upon what it means to us so that we can uncover those um the way in which we're perceiving the world, that may not be correct. I really think that uh, the learning process itself is really, as as Ray said, as long as you keep your mind's eye focused on it and and keep out distractions, you will learn it. I think one of the things that uh, I learned since – one of the things that uh, I found difficult to learn since getting to grad school was was, uh, statistics. It was – um, a level of statistics that I had never taken before, and part of me didn't feel as though I was really capable of grasping some of the concepts that was, were being provided to me. Um, especially like right before my first my first midterm in my in the first gra- uh, statistics course I took since getting to grad school. I remember sitting down. And in front of my in front in front of my computer, and studying and reading and taking notes um, for had to be like eight to ten hours in the in a single day, and feeling like this one concept in particular that's really central to the area of statistics I was I was learning it just I couldn't grasp it after staring at and grappling at it for eight to ten hours, and um, I kept on feeling frustrated. But I kept on coming back to it. Um, And eventually I just gave up and went to bed. And the next morning I woke up and sat down and looked at it. And in less than 10 minutes I was just like, oh, that's what that means. And it made total sense. um, It made total sense to me in a way that it never did before. Um, In in the eight hours, 10 hours I spent the day before studying it. Um, I think part of that was because, you know, um, when you go to sleep, your mind is, Um, actually processing the things you you, – your mind is processing the things you learn throughout the day, and you also – when I wake up and I come sit down in front of my book, I'm much more refreshed and energized, and I'm mentally sharper. So it's – it it taught me that uh, when I'm learning a complex topic, you can be struggling and grappling at it for hours, and since – uh, and even days since since that one experience, I've had times where I've had to spend days trying to grasp a certain topic that's really complex. But I've found that if I just keep on coming back to it, somehow you're you somehow that uh, as Ray said, if you keep your mind focused on it, eventually the dots will connect in your mind, and you can't see how you could have how you couldn't even, uh, how you couldn't understand it to begin with. Um, but it just makes it. Very rewarding um, to realize that here's this complex topic that you didn't know, think you could understand, and now you do. And it makes you wonder, like, it makes you feel as though you can really learn anything if you just keep on coming back to it and don't let the fear of failure um, prevent you from even trying in the first place.
0: Thank you, Jeff really appreciate you sharing uh, this evening. It is so true about learning to learn. Uh, When I started out in a journey of self-discovery, many, many times I uh, got distracted and uh, just about anything would take my mind off of doing what I was wanting to do or thinking that I wanted to do. But uh, you have to learn to learn. You've got to consistently and persistently uh, be disciplined to achieve anything, whether it's reading a book, doing research, or having a conversation with someone. It really takes a lot of commitment and a lot of consistency and perseverance to really achieve and do the things that you would, you know, like to do in life. Is there anything else uh, somebody would like to say before we get off the phone this evening? All right, gang, don't forget next Thursday night, 7.30, the phone number to call is 518-992-1035, access code 655145. We will see you next Thursday night at 7.30. Be real. Bye.